Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. The purpose, the purpose, the purpose, the purpose of our show is to basically have fun talking about small business, and that we do. We're business coaches. I have a partner. We've been together coaching small businesses for over 15 years. The stories we could tell, some of which we tell here, but we even have a deeper, darker side that we haven't let out yet. So we're waiting for that, that loyal following. We're going to meet up with them and tell them the real dirty secrets. But tonight, we're going to talk about some stuff, like we always do. And, you know, Adam, I forgot what the heck we're going to talk about. I got so excited. You know, we're going to talk about how to make money, or how to put together a plan to make money coming into the next year, That's which we refer right. to as a profit plan, Jack. How do, you make a, how do you make a profit plan? You know, a lot of people call a profit plan what we call a profit plan. They call... A dirty word. What's uh, that dirty word? It's a dirty six-letter word called a budget. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Is that six-letter? No, it's yeah, seven. I don't know. However many letters. Too many. D-E-T. That's six. All right. It's too many. Thank you. I got six fingers. It's an ugly word. It puts people to sleep and makes them snooze and doze off. It's a dusty old word, I think. I don't know how many thousands of years back it has to go, and it probably still has the original dust on it. And it formed by some old crotchety accountant somewhere probably in England. And uh, it, it uh, just connotates straitjackets and whores and everything else and restricted spending. Did you say whores? Well, uh, <laughs> probably that. That's why it was restricted spending, maybe. But whore-ors. Okay. Uh, whore-ors. Whore so we, got, we have to enunciate when we're on the air a little Wait, better. That's it? right. Whore-ors or whore-ers? Like hors d'oeuvres? No, it was a robot or robot. <laughs> It's robot. <laughs> it depends who you're talking to, right? <laughs> That's right. Who you're talking to and when. That's anyway, right. we have we we mess around with small business owners. <laughs> we don't mess around with them. We mess around. <laughs> you gotta, hey, you gotta watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be one of those nights. It's about eight feet of snow and it hasn't even started to fall or slow up. <laughs> anyway. What are we taking tonight? <laughs> got our got our silly pills, happy pills. It's you, you got to watch out these days with all the crazy stuff going around. So we have a lot of fun and and uh, and, and we talk straight. We're not politically correct on here. We you know we just are who we are. And and uh, if we offend some people, so be it. But you know again, we, you know we're, we're just being real people. And that's what our clients are all about. We've been working with owners of small companies for fifteen plus years. In our day-to-day as business coaches and having a ton of fun, as you can tell, doing it. We have fun here on the air as well and our, with our show, Dirty Secrets of Small Business. <clears throat> we started the show almost two years ago. It's hard to believe how fast things go, but we've, we, we've done it to help share a lot of the stories, as Jack said, in terms of things that our clients have gone through, that we've been through, and to let the owners out there know that no matter what you're going through, no matter what challenge, what opportunity is facing you, you're not alone. You're not the first time going through this, for, you know, maybe for you, but not for everybody. So it's a lot of fun. And you can really enjoy it, and, and we can hopefully give you some guidance to what's going on. And we always say that every week, you're welcome to be part of the show. We encourage you to be part of the show, and there's lots of ways to do that. Uh, the quickest way is to reach out to us while we're here in the studio. Give us a call at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. Sean's sitting by waiting for your phone call. He'll be very nice to you and get you on the air. Um, we're here live every Wednesday, and, that, and we're here for the next couple of weeks from 7.30 to 8.30, and starting in the new year in January, we're actually moving up a half an hour to the 7 o'clock slot. So since the tech guys are, are, are abandoning ship, we're jumping into their spot and getting on earlier, giving you, giving you more business stuff earlier. So tech we're gonna guys be on, are moving up. 
moving up. It's like the Jeffersons? That, that's it. Moving on well, up. They are going further out east, aren't they? Auburn yeah. Career Center is a little further east. <laughs> so, any case, so you can call in. You can get us on the Twitter sphere. You can. T- we have three Twitter handles out there. For our company, it's at MaximumVP. To get Jack Mancini, you go for at Jack M, MVP. And for me, you can get me at at Adam Sonhalter. We also love emails. We get lots of emails in our show. That's uh, radio at MaximumVP.com. And you can also go to our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how, H-O-W. As we always talk about Jack is how is what we do. We help owners get unstuck from the state of how. And it was funny. We were, we were having lunch earlier today with a, a client of ours who was a client years ago and just kind of getting caught up with him. He talked about it. He said, you know, he said, most owners usually have an idea of kind of what they want to do or what they should be doing, but they get stuck. Just like you guys say, they, they, they get trapped in how to go about doing it. They need somebody to help kind of hold their hand along the way to help with the step-by-step piece of how do I go about doing this. Yeah, because they don't know what they don't know, and one of it includes how do I get out of this mess I'm in. Right, or they get started and they, get, and they hit, hit some roadblocks or some stumbling or they hit some potholes along the way, and it can be deflating, and so you stop. Where a lot of times, well, hey, here's a way. Here's a way to get through that. Here's a way to veer, veer to the right, veer to the left. Here's some other ways to do it, and get them pumped up, and keep on, give them that nudge, give them that push to keep things kind of going. So it's a big part of what we do in our day to day with our coaching, but we like to do that as part of our show here as well. So what we're doing, how we selected, how do you make a profit plan for tonight's discussion? We take the active coaching client sessions that we had over the last couple of days. And the things that we're talking most about or, you know, which seem interesting for, for well, most of it's all always interesting. But uh, we had two clients that were deep into talking about how to create a profit plan. How do you do it? And we've been working as often as the case with many of our clients for years on trying to get an effective plan put together. They're rarely ever going to do it by themselves. It does take some expert counseling and coaching to do it right and to make the, the most of it as much as as quickly as you can. But we've been talking now, this is what we call the, the, the planning season. 2018 is knocking on the door and we're going to be into that year, at f- you know, both feet jump into the water and we're gonna be right up there, right up to our necks here. So we wanna have that pl- profit plan put in place to guide us for the financial situations that, that come up during the year. And that profit plan is gonna be a picture, a nice visual of all the activity that you're gonna go through next year. And it's based on what you did last year, projected out and analyzed to come up with a plan. And I'm telling you, if you master this, you're gonna be such an effective business person, you're gonna scare yourself. I mean, in a positive way, of course. All right, that sounds encouraging intimidating and all those all those you know a, a lot of other crazy words jack so let me try to break oh, it down for people because this is the, the first the first time crazy words the first time is always the most <laughs> difficult okay and if, if if and most most owners have not put together a profit plan and again when we say profit plan that's what people usually refer to as a budget most people haven't done it they don't see the reason for doing mm-hmm. it because hey it's never right and it's not supposed to be right. It's supposed to give our best thinking for what the plan will be coming up this year to have a sense of are things going to be better, worse, the same as this year. 
what things you want to try to do, but getting starting with the owner's best thinking, but eventually to get the entire team's best thinking pulled together. So, like any job, it's key to get kind of get the tools together first. But when I say it's it's always hardest the first year. If you're going from a blank sheet of paper, which is where people tend to start, it becomes hard to kind of you know kind of fill it in. But you know, we had a client. You know, one of our early on clients was a client for about ten years, and the very first profit plan was about. Ten numbers on a spreadsheet on one on one tab of a spreadsheet. Is okay, that effective. So very okay, but it was it was very crude, but it was a starting point. Okay, and when you start, you want to start with okay, what you know, what's my top line? What you know, what's my sales going to be for next year? What kind of profit do I want for next year? And I start filling in some of those details. So again, just getting through that that very simple question, you'd be amazed how many owners cannot answer that. And we encourage, you know, ask any of our clients. Jack goes through, you know, with the mantra, okay, what, you know, what are the sales and profit goals for this year? And everybody in the company should be able to, to, to articulate that. Those two numbers, here's what we're trying to do this year. X dollars in, in, in sales or revenue and Y dollars in profit. That's it. That's our goal. Start with that. But Shouldn't everybody know the goal? But yeah. most, most companies don't have that when it comes to, again, we talk about small business. You know, we talk about and work with mostly clients that have anywhere from one to twenty-five employees, but even folks who are above that, it's amazing how few have that. Even bigger, you know, we, we have we have we have a couple of bigger clients as well, and even they don't have it. Even though they know, again, to come back to our to our, our our lunch with, with our former client today, people know that they should be doing this stuff, but they don't know how. They don't, they don't know, know how, how to do, do it. it. So obviously, <laughs> they don't get they it don't. done. They don't. They don't know how to do it. Now, you can trial and error it, but it might take you 30 years. So so start with that goal. If you haven't done it before, let's start there, right? And that's, where, that's where I start with our clients. That's our first step every year. Okay, Jack, what do we want? What's the sales going to be? What's the profit going to be for this coming year? And they, oh, come on. You know, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, well, what do you want it to be? What do you want it to be? So if I'm like most owners, I mean, many owners – don't even know what their current year That's sales right. and profits they to, are. They have to ask their CPA, did you make a profit? Why don't you start with that? Did you uh, make a profit? And what were your sales last year? We'll see a sheepish grin. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask my CPA. So we scratch our heads and say, my God, why are you doing that to yourself? Have you ever seen a, <laughs> have you ever seen a sheep smile? Yes. Is yes, that different than a sheep grinning? They show a lot of square teeth. <laughs> I'm picturing bad school pictures. <laughs> okay. Remember, they didn't have dentists years ago with the confidence they have today. <laughs> so they have sheep teeth. Kind of okay, kind of like Austin Powers and in the International <laughs> Man of Mystery. She talks about, hey, there's been tremendous progress in dental <laughs> dentistry in the last thirty years. What do you mean? All right, sorry. So, um, so getting down, what do you want? this to be so sales profit for this coming year and like doing any job if you're gonna if you're if you're working around the house or, or, or building something you have to have certain tools in place okay so one of the tools we'd like to have you in place or have ready at your fingertips when you get the planning going it's good to have your latest profit and loss statement that's what jack's asking hey you go ask your cpa you know what are my sales and profits for this you know for this year have a have a current year to date Profit and loss statement that's handy. That's a simple, pretty way. To, that's a simple way to start, isn't it? Go get your profit and loss statement, and the first assignment, you get an A plus. 
Now, now where the, the advanced course comes in after that A+, plus, what do you see here on this profit and loss? <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that in a second, Jack. Oh, I want to get them. I want to get them ready to go okay, with, with no, the okay. with keep the right them, tools first. So that's the first tool I want to make sure you can get. That's so right. hopefully you, you either can get that yourself or you know where to get it pretty quickly. You can go to your. You know, I mean, you need to go to your CPA. Probably go to your bookkeeper, as many people call it, or your office manager, the person you go to that does all the stuff that nobody else wants to do Boy, in the those company. Are, those are some terms for another night. Right. Bookkeeper and office manager. So I ask them, hey, I want my my year to date. P&L, my year-to-date profit and loss statement. I, I need to have that handy because it's going to be very helpful as we start to get our goals set for next year. Before we drift into the break, I, I want to ask everyone a question here. Do you have, as you're looking on your profit and loss, a, a category called miscellaneous and a dollar <laughs> amount in there? And if you do, tell me what that means because I've been searching for a long time. Jack's been looking for that check that says miscellaneous for like $12,000, whatever that says on your P&L, right? So if he finds that miscellaneous check, he has a company called Miscellaneous Inc. That's so he'll amazing. be able to cash all those checks when, those, when, he, when he does find those. There's so many of them. And, and people put it there because they don't, they don't know what they're expensing, and that's how, uh, that's how the category miscellaneous grows. That's anyway. right. All right, so as we're heading heading to our first break here, so while we're at break, go get your 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 year to date profit and loss statement. We will be back shortly. I'm Adam Sunhalter, and I'm Jack Mancini, and we'll wait for you. We will wait for you to come back, and we're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT thirteen thirty AM, one hundred one five FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back. We're here on a nice snowy, cold, and wintry-looking night here in December. December the 13th, lucky 13 here in uh, Willoughby, Ohio. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. Hello, Adam. Looks like we might have to pull up a couple of cots tonight. It's snowing like mad, but we'll get out of here. One way or another, we'll get out of here. That's right. Anyway, I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches, and we do that with a company we call Maximum Value Partners, MVP. And we deal with we deal with customers, small businesses from 1 to 25 employees. And we like to say we get those owners of those businesses unstuck from a state of how. And I know, I just know, you business owners who are listening to us have many how questions that you'd love to have answered. And you don't know who to turn to. But you're listening to us. We're the guys who can help you with those how questions. That's right. We're the unstuckers, and we can only usually address probably one or two per show. And our our theme tonight is how do I put together a profit plan to show how I'm going to make money next year. And it's something people refer to often as a budget. It's the wrong term to use. It's a profit plan. And so, well, you wait. You gave them an assignment. I did. So That's what I come back to. I want to. you to raise your hand. How many of you? Do you remember what the assignment was? Sure. So the assignment was to go pull together. <laughs> Your year-to-date P&L, year-to-date profit and loss statement. So raise your hand. How many of you have, who went and got that and are sitting in front of it right now? Wow. Okay. Pretty good number, Adam. All right. So that's the first tool because what's going to happen is this visual, what we want to do is paint the picture. Jack mentioned in the first segment about it, what a nice picture the profit plan will will have for you. Definitely. So the, the, end, the end of what it will look like, 
it looked very similar to this P&L. The big difference is going to be what you're looking at right now with your your year-to-date profit and loss is it shows what you've done this year-to-date. History, right. The plan's going to forecast it out, okay? So we talked in the first segment about forecasting out or, or putting goals out for what you want to have for your, your top line, your sales. So if you're on if you're in QuickBooks, instead of calling it sales, usually it probably says income. So what do you want that to be? So what is it this year? What do you want it to be next year? Same, higher, lower, again, let's get a goal for, you know, for, for next year. And then go all the way to the, to the last page. Maybe it's two, three, four pages if you have it printed out. Go all the way to the bottom. That bottom line, that income number. What was it this year? And then now what do you want to make it next year? So just get those two numbers. If you have it printed off, write it down. Write down next to that, 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 that income number. Okay, what, what do I want that goal to be for next year? My net income number. So put those down. And they can be anything you want. People often ask, well, can I put, what I, put down whatever I want? Sure. Anything you want. Anything you want. Because so we got to start did there. Six hundred thousand last year. Put down five million if you want. We don't care. It makes no difference. And put down a profit of four million. Now this sounds kind of stupid, and basically it is. So if we were coaching <laughs> you, we wouldn't let you really we, move we, forward with those numbers. We, we'd call you stupid, <laughs> smack you upside the head. That's what we do. But we go with these first numbers? of all, from six hundred thousand to five million, what happened? You can't do that. Bitcoins? Smack. All right. I bet you they got a pocket full of bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that the is that the proper plan for 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 next year? It's like that. I've it's seen, like that commercial. I've seen pictures of bitcoins on the internet, so it must be true. It's that no, it's that lot. <laughs> it's that lottery commercial with the monkeys, right? Where they're showing, hey, here's our plan for for this year: is to go buy lottery tickets, and they show the sales decline, 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 decline. Oops, the plan didn't work out so well, right? So yeah, I could go look and try to get Bitcoin, invest in invest in Bitcoin, and you can try that strategy and have absolutely no, you have no ability to impact that at all. You're, yes, you're, it's no, literally going to the casino. Like, yeah, that's that's exactly right. I was just going to say they go down a casino too. That's Those another option. Plans. Anyway, you aren't going to jump. Well, you could, but it's unlikely unless you have a great, great, believable story about how you can get from six hundred thousand a year to five million. So here, so how how can they do that, Jack? So here's 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 tool number two for their toolbox to start out. I have a couple to get started here. So we have the the, the P and L. Mm-hmm. The second thing we, that we'd like you to do is to get a list of your top customers. Good. Okay. So top customers by sales, and so. If it's you know if you only have 50 customers, maybe it's your top 10 customers, top 20 customers. If you have hundreds of customers, maybe it is your top 50 or 100 customers. But get a list of them, literally, you know, and, and hopefully you have somewhere that you, that you can pull a report of that. You know, if it's in QuickBooks, if you have it there, you can you can do easily, sales by customer. Pulled together, even but, if you have hundreds of close customers. So what will happen is let's get that list pulled together as well, because that's gonna help. That's gonna help to make the case for how you're gonna go from 600,000 to 5 million. Or whatever gonna, it's going to be. I'm going to debunk. We haven't used that word for a while. Debunk. I'm going to debunk the five million. That's six hundred thousand. Probably would be a couple hundred thousand more, and that would be even aggressive, or maybe even a million. That, that's within the, the the realism of of possibility here. Wait, so did you debunk the five million, Jack? You just delete. Or did you just delete it? Delong, delete or debunk? <laughs> I think you just deleted it. Deleted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's erase that one. Okay, Probably, so yeah, we're going to reset maybe around eight hundred thousand to nine hundred thousand. All right, so because what, what, that's doable. The reason we want we, the reason we want you to get together the, the, that list of your top customers. A couple things. One is it starts to add some details to what is now just a number, right? Because here we are looking at a P and L, and we're looking at a bunch of numbers. And we know most people when they look at numbers, their brains start to go to sleep. They start to kind of shut down a little bit. Why is that, I, Adam? 
<laughs> Most folks don't tend to be financially oriented that way, and they don't see the business through it. But if I start to get a list of my customers, typically when it comes again, keep in mind, our, our clients tend to be smaller companies, and so these customers become real. Whether they're individuals or businesses, they are real people. They can see it. All of a sudden, it starts to become real. Okay, hey, I can see you know, Joe Fabitz over here. Okay, I got it. Or, I have, or I've got Charlie's Craft House over here. Whatever it might be, I see it, and, and that becomes real to me. Hey, gee, I didn't realize that that, 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 that Charlie's was, you know, you know, was our number three customer last year, Jack. Yeah. Also, that, also I kind started of kind of. That happens. Yeah. Wait, I, I want to adjust that top line again from eight hundred thousand. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. So we went from debunking got, to deleting. Now you're adjusting. You yeah, gotta, I'm, I'm going to handle two clients at once here. I'm going to. We got one who's six hundred thousand stretching to eight. And we got another one that's a million three, stretching for a million five. Okay. Same process. They're going to use the same process that you're talking about. We could have somebody who's jumping from two million to two million five. Okay, and it's right. going to be the same process. They're going to start with their existing customers. Why? Because there's all kinds of dirty secrets, good, great information in those top customers. Everything you want to know about how to get more of them is there, and that's why you start with those. Because what happens, we talk about the idea, people talk about how they can't forecast sales, and we don't care what kind of business you have. You could have a retail business, a restaurant, a professional service business, a manufacturing company, doesn't matter. If you've been in business for a little while, I'll, I'll say a little while will be five, five plus years, okay? We often contend that, hey, if you do nothing, absolutely nothing in terms of marketing or reaching out or doing anything else, just kind of sit still, you will have business next year. Why? Because you have because current customers. That's right, you've okay? been there. People know you. So people are going to come. You're you're providing services. You're providing products that people need. And so the, the people, the reason we're putting these customers off and looking at them, we can say, hey, they're going to be coming in and, and, and be a customer of yours. Most of them will. Maybe there's a few that won't be because something happened. Maybe they they moved out of the area and they have to be local for your for your for your service. Perhaps some of them died. Perhaps some of them you've upset. But in general, most of those people who are current customers, have been customers for years, are probably going to be customers again this year. And what we try to figure out when we start to add some detail to it is, well, how much are they going to buy from me this year? And what did they buy from me? So you see, what happens is we start very, very broad. We, we can only get into so much detail today because, again, we only have an hour here. And But the key is getting these starting points because what happens is we see this. I, you know, I, I mentioned before I didn't get to finish a story in terms of the client we had for about 10 years. And we started with one tab on a spreadsheet and about 10 or 12 numbers. Okay, over the course of 10 years... It grew to multiple spreadsheets, tremendous detail in the spreadsheets, interlinking stuff, because they started to, to, to really delve into this stuff. It becomes addicting to start to see your business through the numbers, and it becomes very empowering to know what you can do to make it happen. We have the, 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 the one client who, we, for the first time last year, we kind of went through a, a very good, serious planning process, and through November... They were at ninety-two point one percent of their forecasted sales. That's pretty good. Ninety-two point one percent, folks, through eleven months. Now, if I told you today that you could have that kind of accuracy in knowing what your two thousand and eighteen looked like, would you do it? Would you spend some time putting the effort into trying to get a plan together to then go and execute this thing? That's right. Absolutely, I'd do that. I do it with less than ninety-two percent. 
Adam likes all those spreadsheets. He gets excited about that when he when he sees all that detail. That's right. I like the one page with eight numbers. <laughs> so between those two, between those two posts, we we kind of figure out who the client is and which way they're going to go. They usually opt for uh, a few spreadsheets, but uh, what they do is really start to learn the numbers and how you run a business by the numbers, and it's not just running the numbers it's really understanding how a company comes together it's a just a great visual all right so we're coming up here against another break so we've gotten a chance in the last break to have you go get your your year-to-date p&l in this break go get a list of your current year top customers if that's your top 10 top 20 top 50 top 100 i don't care but get a list of them pulled together so you can be looking at those folks with the idea of thinking okay here's what they did for me this year and you're going to learn something from that, okay? And then what are they going to do for me next year? We'll start, we'll start getting that, getting those thoughts down. So stay tuned. We've got more for you as we come back after break. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And I want you to get those lists. Go on. you got to move quick. We'll be, we'll be back on here in a minute. And I'm with Maximum Value Partners along with my business partner, Adam Sunhalter. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio. WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at com. Welcome back. We're back at it here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches, and we gave our listening audience an assignment over the last two segments here. So now, if you've done those those assignments, you basically can participate in the next lesson here. That's right. We give homework to all of our clients as part of the magic as far as what we do, so... If you have questions, you can always get us here live in the studio at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. If your dog ate your homework, don't call. But if you have questions about your homework as you're pulling it together, give us a call on that. So we've talked about getting our year-to-date profit and loss statement in this first segment pulled together. Last segment, the homework assignment, was getting together a list of your top customers. You know, buy customer, buy sale dollar, sales dollars for, the, for this last this last year. One more thing to do on the sales, we get into this next thing, and then we'll touch on the expenses here. But uh, some companies are seasonal. So what I mean by that, there, there, there are certain months where you've got higher sales versus lower sales. Um, some examples might be, you know, one of the advertisers on the show here is a, is a company that does landscaping and also do snow removal. So as you might imagine, uh, November, December, January, February can be touch and go for those folks because not too much going on from a landscaping or or lawn maintenance standpoint, or standpoint, but depending how much snow comes down, they may be very busy or not so busy. So pretty, pretty busy tonight, that's for sure. Yeah, so it can be very seasonal for them. So what I'd like you to do next in terms of sales is get a layout in terms of the last probably two years by month, just total sales by month, total sales for your company by month for the last two years. And that's going to be key because we started talking about having an overall goal for sales for the year and profit for the year. And we're getting you to get, to get some tools to help to kind of add some detail to that sales number. Because eventually we'd like to have it blown out to where we have, we have a monthly forecast. So get, some, so, so get a chance, pull together that monthly sales for the overall company. It's, you know, when you get into it, it's actually a fun exercise. Even if you don't really care for numbers, 
Numbers in and of themselves, just to run them and post them, and it's kind of boring. But when the numbers are really uh, uh, indicative of actual stuff for your business, it, it becomes very interesting. If you have inventory, how much inventory are you going to spend or how many dollars are you going to spend for inventory next year? Well, that's a pretty important number. If you can get it nailed down, that would be fun, peace of mind kind of fun. Uh, confidence kind of fun, the the ability with that confidence to, to take some chances that aren't just wild chances, they're educated guesses. That's where all this planning by the numbers comes in. Very, very powerful, very comforting when done well. All right, so we'll have we'll have some good stuff to start because the sales, sales usually is the hardest one to, to, to forecast because we don't necessarily know. But if you start to add some color to that, what will happen is we'll start to be able to look, and, and there's, a couple, there's a couple of broad categories in terms of sales. Jack touched on the one before, which is the current customers, or you know, current or past customers. And usually that will make up a big chunk of your sales. So whether you're the, the, the person who's gone from 600000 to 800000 or from $1.3 million to $1.5 million, you're going to have some detail in terms of how much of that 600000 this year, how much of that, of that $1.3 million this year, that did your top customers make up. And chances are that that top 10 20% of your customers probably accounted for the vast majority of your sales, probably half your sales or more, maybe even three-quarters of your sales, okay? And so you can start to look and say, okay, take, you, you get some comfort from this, knowing, hey, guess what? You know, this has been a good customer of ours for the last six years, Jack. Things are going pretty well, and they're going to keep using us going into the next year, okay? And it's a way also to start to reach out and touch some of these customers. Picture placing phone calls to these customers and say, hey, I'm doing some planning, and I was looking to see what, you know, what are you planning to do next year? Most of them might not be able to answer, but hey, it's a great way to reach out and touch your customers. You're showing, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on next year, you know, what's happening. I'm trying to get you thinking about next year and get them to commit to, to you as a customer next sure. year. It's a good, it's a good way to, to establish relationships. It's very positive, can be positive. And if there is a, a, you know, just a chemistry there, it's even better. Now you're creating a good friend and also somebody who you're doing business with. I mean, that's... That's pretty darn nice, you know. So let me stick with your example, Jack, of the guy going from six hundred thousand to eight hundred thousand. Okay, let's say as you look at your your top customers here, they represent four hundred thousand in sales of that six hundred thousand. No, I like the million, but uh, go you on. You want to go the million three? Yeah. Or you wait for a million for the goal or for what? For a starting point. So rather than six hundred, go a million. Is a million or a million three? I think he had a million three was the number. Wasn't that the goal? Million Never five mind. was the goal. You're right. Okay. We got a lot of numbers going around here, folks. I know. We're All right, to, so let's like start. Confuser, let, me, let me reset that. Okay, so if you're a million three, let's say your top, your your top, you know, twenty percent of your customers represent half of your sales. Let's say they represent six hundred fifty thousand of those sales. Okay, and you start to look at that and, and maybe play some phone calls, but you have a sense of hey, that six fifty is pretty good. As a matter of fact, what what they're going to do is they, they may actually even grow. So if I'm going to go from a million three to a million five, if I can take my current, you know. Solid customer base at 650, and go from 650 to 750. I now have half that 1.5 million in place, Jack. That's just for your top customer. So that that tells me really when I look at it and and keep studying it, it's not quite as a da- it's not quite a daunting a job. Boy, I can't talk tonight. It's not quite as daunting as one might think when you got to forecast all of 1 million five. You got half that number already covered. Yeah, it's. Uh, Kind of like I was giving the client some advice this week, Jack, on, on negotiating. And we're talking about the idea of if we're trying to negotiate a settlement on something, and and uh, you know, I say I want to, you know, I want you to pay me seventy-five, and you say you want to pay me ten, and you try to split the difference, right? So you're gonna all of a sudden go right in the middle of that number. 
Well, okay, but if you do that, all of a sudden you're gonna you're gonna increase your offer, let's say to you know to like forty. Well, really, I can settle at fifty again. Once you're at forty, to get you to fifty is a lot easier than it was to get you to fifty from ten, right? That's right. So same thing. If I if I'm looking at a million five, a million five from zero, well, that's pretty tough. But hey, if I'm at seven fifty already, okay, well I'm halfway there. And that's only for my top customers. That's right. Right? And so if I'm, if I'm getting that forecasting mindset and visiting my clients with the idea, as you said before, you know, you're, you, you'd like to talk about next year. What right. a great thing to talk about. I always like to talk about next year. So in this example, we had a million three in our current year sales. Half of that 650 was from our, our, my top customers. So now I have another 650 from my not top, not top customers, right? So they probably aren't all going to be part of my sales plan for next year, but some of them certainly will, right? So let's say I go through that exercise, and that 650 that was here this year of, of the not top customers, let's say I can say, let's say half of that's going to be coming, okay? So 325 is going to come. So now my 750 base, my best customers, add another 325 to that, Jack. That gets me to what, a million 750? Yeah. No, I'm sorry, a million 75. So just shy of 1.1 million. So I'm, I'm already at $1,075,000, so I got another 425 to go. Okay. Very All of a sudden, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to kind of and, strut my and, stuff a little bit. I'm starting to feel pretty good about this number, and Jack. And I can start to profile my customers on that list. Profile them. Show where they came from, what industries they're in. Can you, can you profile in. these days, yeah, Jack? We absolutely can profile them. And, you know, understand the industry and the sizes and where they're at, their location. And, hey, we just sold almost a million bucks to, to these kinds of customers. Well, now we got a marketing task. Let's go find out where more of those kinds of customers are located. And that's not a difficult job, especially in today's data-rich uh, opportunity, marketing companies, list sellers, uh, even just doing your own homework or have one of your, your employees do the homework. You can come up with a list literally of hundreds of potential clients of which you've sold the, a very similar profile. So that's pretty cool. Now you're really looking at 450,000. That's all I need. And I got 100 prospects here, or potential prospects. Now that's uh, not daunting not at all. That isn't. And actually, before you even get to that new list of prospects, Jack, what I was going to say is where you can start to look is chances are you probably have some, some quotes from new business out there already, or you've got some things in the pipeline. Right. And you can, you can compare that profile that, that Jack just talked about and say, hey, do, do any of those kind of fit? And you know, what's my quote? backlog look like? You know, what's my pipeline look like in terms of what's kind of going on there? Can I see some of that, that 425 I'm trying to get? Again, I'm trying to go from a from million seventy-five thousand to a million five. So I got 425 I'm trying to get. Can I plug any of that gap with those guys? Maybe, maybe let's say I, I can get 125 of that. So now I'm at 1.2 million. So between my, my current top customers, my, my other current customers, and my quote backlog and sales pipeline, I'm at 1.2 million, Jack, out of, out of the 1.5 I'm trying to go after. I now, instead of doing 1.5 million of new stuff, I need to find 300,000 new stuff. Wow. Only 20% of it, right? Now. You know, and what's so nice about this? What's so nice about this is it doesn't cost you a friggin' dime in, in terms of buying somebody from the outside. You have all this information right in your own company. And it's a case of formatting it and then following up. Don't delegate it to somebody who, because you're uncomfortable in calling a, a, a client, you put together a good story, you put together a, a nice warm approach, and you set up a meeting where you can start to meet these people. And I'd be willing to bet you a lot of money if you give me a call and we have a chat, 
that you're going to hit your 300000 with something like that. You're going to bet them in Bitcoin, Jack, or? Bitcoin. I'm going to bring a pocket full of Bitcoins. Good. Thought I'd do jangling coming into the studio tonight. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can sell a couple of those Bitcoins <laughs> for 10000 each. <laughs> That'd be a deal where they're at today. That would be. Make sure you don't put it in a, the Coke machine to get a, a Diet Coke. All right, so let me reset real <laughs> quick. So before we go to before we go to our last break here, Jack, so we got... We got six fifty from our from our, our our current top customers. We got another three twenty five from our from our three twenty five. I yep, the numbers right. That okay. sounds good. From the from the from the the customers who are not as um, not as good, but we we can see them coming back. We got another one twenty five from my pipeline stuff. So if I do the numbers, actually, that's actually one point one million. I was off by a hundred thousand, Jack. That's, that's all right. right. So we, we got four thousand dollars hole. That error with our audits. That's all right. And then what'll happen too is if you like a lot of our clients, I mentioned, I think maybe may in the first segment, but I certainly mentioned earlier in the show, Jack, is that if they don't do anything, stuff's going to show up, right? So we they have, need it. They need it. Well, You've so been selling it to them. It's well, it's what we refer, what, what we refer to as kind of the drop-in stuff. The fact that you've been around for a while, you've planted a lot of seeds over the years. People know that, you, that you're around. Stuff's just going to show up. So maybe you get another hundred thousand of stuff just showing up. So let me let me plug that in. That gets me to the one point two I was at before. So I got we're still looking at a three hundred thousand dollar plan to get to that one point five million. We might get that accomplished actually with orders before we get out of here tonight. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. All right, so we got those tools kind of pulled together to help you get it. So so during this break, the, again, we want to get you that, that 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 monthly sales number. If you can get that during this break as well, that'd be very good. And we'll come back after the break. We'll talk about expenses for a little bit. That's usually the easier part of getting this forecast right. pulled together. So sure stay tuned is. for that discussion. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are sitting here waiting for how questions. In the meantime, we'll educate you in terms of how you can forecast a, a very healthy increase in your sales. And it's not daunting. It's just very systematic, and it's relatively cheap. That's what's nice. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right, we're back at it here. Our last segment on tonight's show of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I am Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches, and we help owners of companies, small businesses, small companies, 1 to 25 employees. We help those owners get unstuck from a state of how. And we're working on a how question tonight. What is that one, Adam? So how do you pull together a a profit plan to make money on purpose coming into the the new year, into 2018? And as we got to break, we mentioned getting our auditors on the numbers here, Jack, so we can clarify some stuff to make sure we're all all using the same numbers. Let me just give a quick rundown of where we're at here. We're projecting sales for a company that's got 1.3 million in sales this year because you pulled together your your P&L for this year. And we broke those down into two categories, our top customers and then the rest of our customers. So the top customers typically might be the top 20% in terms of numbers, but usually they represent a pretty good chunk of your sales. So in our example here, out of the 1.3 million, half of them came from the top customers, so 650. And then the remaining 650 came from the rest of the customers. So we're forecasting going into this year, we looked at those top customers at 650 and said we can sell another 100,000 of those folks to make them 750. Our, the remaining customers that bought 650, we say only about half that's going to come in next year. That's 325. Now, we also talked about looking at your pipeline or your, 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 your outstanding quote backlog. 
So we had 125 from that, and then we said we're gonna get some drop-ins. We, we've been around for a while. There's 100,000 from that. And wouldn't you know it, Jack? That's a million three right now. We, we forecasted for this year. 750 hmm. from the top customers, 325 from the rest of them. The pipeline of 125, and then the drop-ins of 100,000. So. So I gotta our, go out and get new business for 200,000. So that's our goal. Our goal for, uh, of 200,000 to get the million to get the million five to see how we do, right? So we've just kind of very quickly here in the first couple of segments kind of shown you how to start to kind of get your sales projections down, which are very tough to do usually because people say, I don't know who's going to buy what, right? So we gave you some ideas of how to go about doing that. So we'll spend the last, you know, the last segment of the show here talking a little bit about the expense side, which tends to be the easier side from that standpoint. One of the key expense tools. Expense side of the profit plan. Yes. Yes. So All one right. of the key tools I'd like to have you have handy with this, and you'll have to do this after the show's over, is pull together a list of your employees, by name, with details in terms of how much money these folks are making, whether it be their hourly wage, their salary, their benefits, to have that on, on one piece of paper to show. Here's my, here are my employees, because often the employees are one of the biggest expenses that, that you have when it, when it comes, to your, comes to your company. And it's one of the things you want to be looking at in, in, as you're planning for next year is, are all these employees going to be with you throughout the next year? Do you need to add some? Do you need to replace some? Do you need to, re to reduce some? But that's a, a good schedule to have from an expense standpoint to go along with what we had from our first segment, which is the, 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 the year-to-date profit and loss, which lists out all of your expenses, all expenses that, that you've done, whether they be Jack's favorite, the miscellaneous expenses, or any other expenses are all listed out there. And so the idea is having that detail there, you can now start to forecast what those are going to be for next year. Each line item. Each line item. So you'd be amazed. people. You know, wait, when you do forecast those and put them in their little, little grid boxes, basically your profit that you've put in there as your target is going to change either up or down. So if the profit you were after, what was our profit, 600000 no, we had we had a million five in sales. I don't, I don't know if we gave a profit goal in this, Jack. Uh, I thought we did. No, I, we we didn't. We just let's talked say, about let's, sales. Well, let's, let's say, say it's six hundred thousand. Okay. All right. So we started with two numbers: your sales for next year, all of two thousand and eighteen, for one point five million, and we and, and we've and gone through and shown you how to get what six hundred thousand. No, no well, a, a profit. But we, we went through our first two segments and said, hey, out of that million five, we've shown you a way to get a million three pretty easily. Yes. So we got most of that covered So already, we're looking right? for 200000 right. more sales. And now we're and putting all our expenses down. We're going to put our expenses down. And when we fill in those little grid boxes, we should subtract from our sales, which will be a million five, and we should have 600000 in net income. Now, as you're filling in those expense boxes, if you're over considerably or over period uh, what you paid or what you spent last year, and it's significantly over, that 600000 profit is going to go down. So you've got to cut some of these assumptions and or you've got to come up with an idea that's going to put a cost reduction program in place for some of these ideas. And you're going to keep track of them. That's how you manage your company. You have the plan because eventually you're going to have all those boxes. When we subtract them from the sales, it's going to equal 600000 net income. Now, only if we can start the year in January, trying to execute that plan. And if we measure that plan against actual results every single month and take action on it, you know what's going to happen? You're going to hit your plan, probably plus or minus 10%, if you don't get lazy and if you don't stop focusing. That's how you run a profitable business. We've done it many times, and we coached even more times 
in terms of helping little companies, little companies, not little owners, make those profits. There's some little owners. It's okay. We, well, we, we like all kinds, little and big. Um, <laughs> so what becomes fun about this is we're talking about the sales breakdown and having the detailed list of some of your top customers and some of the seasonality, you start to kind of see the business, right? You start to discover stuff as part of the business. The same thing will be true in terms of going through each expense item. And typically we, what we see is people have somewhere between 50 and 100 expense items. So it doesn't take that long to kind of go through those, but it's often very educational because one of the things we have all of our clients do at, at, at either our first or our second meetings, we have them present their numbers. And we'll be asking them questions about, well, what's in this? What does this mean? You know, Jack, as you might, might imagine, one of the first places he looks for is that miscellaneous. Hey, what's in the miscellaneous, right? But it's trying to see what's, you know, what's, piece, you know, what's in each of those expense lines. So if a starting point, if you do nothing other than taking all the, the numbers from this year and put them into next year, start there and then start to adjust and modify those things, right? So if it's a healthcare expense, that's one thing. If it's a rent, if it's my utilities, you start to look at those different items and say, okay, which things can I impact? Which things can't I impact? Right, so if I'm if if I have employees on you know on board, there's a certain amount of taxes I have to pay. That's just, you know, with each with each employee, a certain amount of taxes come with that. So you can't really impact that. But if I have a utility bill that's kind of that's kind of growing, well, I can uh, impact that by either putting in some cost savings stuff in terms of maybe more efficient uh, lighting, more efficient uh, heating, more whatever it might be. I can I, I can impact that stuff. I can go out and find and get quotes for, for, for folks to lock in rates. So there's ways you can, you can start to adjust or modify those expenses. If you know what you're trying to do, you know, as Jack mentioned, trying to get to that $600,000 goal of profit. But again, usually the expense side is a lot easier for folks to get their arms wrapped around because usually it's the thing that creates the most headaches for them where they're having to write checks or pay for stuff. So most owners have a pretty good sense for that in terms of what's kind of going on. But look at look at you've accomplished with us tonight. If you had your P&L and your top customers and you would have the skeleton work of a profit plan for 2018. A million five in sales, and that number could be anything depending on what your base of sales is. And you got a profit of 600000 We just showed you how to detail that and come up with a plan with real numbers, your numbers, your numbers that were generated last year. That's how you do it. So now we have this great grid, a nice, a nice worksheet that, that shows all the detail of how you're going to accomplish that. And it's broken out by month. So when you take off January 1st, by God, that's what you're shooting for, the month of January. And all those numbers are laid out for you. And shame on you if you, you know, kind of just blow those off and don't pay attention to them anymore. Profit plan is fun, and it freaking works. So one of the, the, the really important things to do, I want to make sure I, I get this before we get to the close of the show here, Jack, which is, either within the spreadsheet itself, next to each of those numbers, you know, in a column next to it, you want to put in a column of assumptions, okay? And so for each year revenue, so we, we kind of went through the, the revenue detail, right? We had, hey, our current customers at 650, our top customers, we're assuming that, they, that we're going to add 100,000. I may have a little more detail to that versus the other ones that, hey, it's half. Put down a simple assumption next to each of those line items because you know what? You're not going to remember, it'll be next month or next year at this time, kind of why you put the number in that, that you did. We're trying to get better at forecasting, but having the simple list of assumptions put down there that tells you what's kind of going on. And that would also roll over to what Jack's talking about. Once you get the annual piece down, we want to get that forecasted out by month. You just back it up yeah. into, yeah, from starting with December, back in all the way back into January. But having that recorded is key <coughs> because we got to see. Because, again, you know, chances are the first year, as we said, the first time going through this is, is the toughest. But 
once you get through it, through it once, you'll get better the second time, the third time. You start to kind of see what's happening, get that rhythm down. And we were just talking to a, to a client earlier today that has a has a spreadsheet that's got 50 or 60 tabs on it. Wow. And he built it from scratch, and he knows it like the back of his hand. So he, you know, he, he if he's got to tweak this or, or adjust that. But it, it didn't happen overnight. It happened over months and years of doing this. And oh, if, this, I said, this guy said he loves to do yeah. budgets. Well, it becomes, like we said, <laughs> we said before, it becomes addictive, okay? Because once you can kind of see it, it becomes very empowering for you to be able to, to, to lay out the plan, and as Jack said, pay attention to it so you can start to execute it. That's where the how piece comes in. How, how do I make this start to happen? And we can't cover that part of it tonight in terms of executing it. But, again, we wanted to give you at least the shell. So if nothing else, you get the shell part of this thing down going into next year, which is a key starting point. So you can do that. You have a fantastic chance of getting together a nice little profit plan that's going to help show you how to make money on purpose going into next year. And it's all your stuff made from your stuff and your efforts. And you'll surprise yourself about how effective you're going to be for not only you but your employees. And the respect level pops up too because you know what the heck you're doing and where you're going, and you can direct your employees accordingly. Otherwise, how in the world do you tell them what to do? Beats me. I don't know how to manage a company like that. That's right. It's a big part of the way to get this thing happening is that you can engage your team and get them involved in not only the planning part of this stuff but also help them execute it. And they get to share in some of that profit. How great would it be this time of year, next year, we are doling out a, a portion of that 600000 in profit that the company made. Everybody's feeling good. You'll be, you'll be feeling like Santa Claus at that point. It's a great way to do it. Yep. All right. So thank you again for joining us on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of, of Small Business. I invite you to tune in every Wednesday at 7.30 the next couple of weeks. But once we hit January, we're going to be on 7, 7 p.m. So if you want to get hold of us in between, shoot us an email, radio at MaximumVP.com, or give us a call. 877-849-0670. Hey, we help people get unstuck from the state of how, and we can help you, believe me. We've done it with hundreds of people. Learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right. Oh, listen,